It happened. It happened. It fucking happened. Welcome, 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 everybody, to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Hello. Hello. So happy to have you here with us. It's great to have you with us as the world burns. I, of course, am Chris Brady Denton, Green Day uh, super fan, major fan. Biggest uh, fan? Uh, Green Day obsessy. Yes. Uh, yes. And, of course, as always, I'm here with my trusty cousin, and co-host with the mo-host, Colin Brady. <laughs> howdy, howdy. Yet another Green Day superfan, obsessive slash reasonable fan? M- most humongous fan. Uh, most humongous fan. Yeah, exactly. Hugest. And, and, and we're here to talk about some Green Day albums. Of course, we have been counting down here on Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. We've been counting down the Green Day discography all the way to the new album, Father of All Motherfuckers. And, oh boy, Colin. It was released just a few days ago. And I want to share so much with the audience, but I I I think it's best if I don't. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much I want to say to you all. There's so much I want to express, but I think we agreed previously uh, this week. We we timed it intentionally, by the way, mm-hmm. so that we would we'd be getting to this last album, uh, what was until a few days ago the most recent Green Day album, mm-hmm. Revolution Radio, that we would be talking about it the week that the album, the new Father of All, came out. Yeah. Because we can't just hop into it right away. You gotta we need stew. To, we need to yeah. sit with it for a second. Let the yeah. flavors sort of meld meld into your skin, uh, absorb, mm. you know. You That's you want right. to you want to get all 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 nice and tasty and juicy before you share your feelings. Oh, that's flavor country right there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, while we're letting the father of all stew, and we'll kind of give you our opinions on everything next week when we give our final album review of Green Day. Currently, I uh, can't believe we've made it all the way here for Father of All. This week, we're going to kind of try to keep, as much as we can, keep our lips zipped and talk about Revolution Radio. Yeah. That said, I think it might be fun just to hear, like, what, what did you do uh, when, you, when the album came out, Chris? Did you, did you do anything well, special? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Colin. Let's, let's, let's indulge a little bit. Just a little. Just usually, we, we check in with how our past weeks were. Um, longtime listeners will know that Colin Brady and Chris Brady Denton are loving cousins, loving mm-hmm. co-hosts. Mm-hmm. However, as much as it might sound like it, we're not in the same room. Yes. We are we are apart from each other, unfortunately. I am down here in Los Angeles. Colin's up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, same time zone. So I think we got the album at the same time. It's very... True. I, I had an exciting time. I'll ask you first, Colin. How are things in Seattle, a.k.a.? How was your first experience with the father of all? Well, man, it was out? it was super exciting. I, I feel kind of bad. I didn't, I didn't stay up till midnight or anything like that, but... Um, the next morning I listened to it on my uh, drive to work and then listened to it as I, you know, started work, you know, doing some, some pipetting. I work in a lab and listen, you know, rocking out to the album and, uh, it was, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it next week. It was, it was nice. So so, so you work in a lab, but you're allowed to listen to music 
Yeah, I do it all the work. time. It's really oh, that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing science while you're listening to Green Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's sometimes, yeah. Sometimes dream, I start, bro. yeah. Sometimes I start doing sort of like the car dance type shit, you know, because I can't really move a whole lot, but like I can still, you know, sort of move my feet and stuff while I'm pipetting, which is fun. Anyway, um, well, well, that <laughs> that connects to my story. I was gonna say because it's hard not to dance, isn't it? Yeah, true. To this true. new one, yeah. If there's uh, one thing you could say about it, yeah, it has rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say for my part, just mm-hmm. uh, down here in Los Angeles, uh, I've I've been, I've referenced it in the past. Where, you know, I, I don't usually like to bring my personal life into things too much, but this actually proves a point. Me and my fiance, God bless her, ended up staying up until midnight on Thursday night, like it was a a Star Wars film or something, for Spotify <laughs> to release the album. And I, I, we made a whole party of it. We listened to Green Day records and we drew Green Day art. Like we, we had pencils and, and markers and we, <laughs> That's so I, cute. Drew a, I, I drew a unicorn bursting through a wall yelling, oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we just had fun and, and counting down to midnight. And then because we live in like kind of a small apartment uh, building here, we have a small apartment. So we mm-hmm. couldn't blast it, unfortunately. But what we both did is we took our headphones, our big over ear headphones <laughs> and we plugged them into our phones and we both three two one counted down <laughs> to the out and then we played it at the same time and we had a little dance party oh in our apartment. Oh my god. We you were guys. dancing for <laughs> we were dancing for twenty six minutes about uh-huh. uh to the whole dancing around our whole apartment as we listened to this album for the very first time and its complete form. Yeah. And I have to say like you know, I we, we we're engaged. We've been going out a long time. That's that's all fine, well and good. But it's not until you can get a lady to stay up till midnight and listen to the new Green Day album and dance around your apartment like a fucking idiot with you. It's only then that you know you found the one. Oh my god, dude, that is like just about the cutest thing I've ever heard you say. That whole that's story. Very sweet. It's adorable. That is adorable. Anyway, I, I I had to share because I thought that was yeah I was primed. That was a prime Green Day moment. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, God bless her. That's what they're. That's <laughs> what Green Day is all about. That's what Green Day is all about. Oh, uh, absolutely. That I agree. said, that said, we got to move on to some official business. Mm-hmm. That's all about Father of All motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But this week we're we're not talking about that. That's coming up next week. You can hear our official opinions there. Our analysis. Mm-hmm. This week we're breaking down Green Day's 2016 album. Revolution Radio. Yep. And uh, you know, a lot of longtime listeners are probably asking, where's the GDN? Where's the Green News? Two weeks in a row, guys, you're skipping it? Yes. Yeah. Because frankly, all the GDN, all the Green Day News is about Father of All. And to discuss it would practically be to betray our opinions on it. Yeah, unfortunately. You know? So we're saving a bunch. Next week will probably be a long ass episode. We're we're saving a lot for then because we just want to digest it all in one place and you can have it all in one place there's been so much gdn building up in the meantime oh, it's, it's disgusting it's, it makes me it's sick coating the walls yeah it's horrible yeah but i hear in spring the heat will actually kill off some of the germs in the gdn oh interesting okay I yeah, didn't yeah, realize yeah. That. yeah that's what i've heard you hear that so from a doctor positive. or what, what sort of official i heard source? that from the president actually he said <laughs> okay. in april i could kind of believe that solve. yeah <laughs> He said, "All this GDN's gonna gonna calm down with the heat. It'll kill off the germs. So, but until then, we're really we're really 
kind of it's sticky icky all over yeah. this place with well, green I'm, day news. now i'm not so sure i believe that that it really is going to melt in the spring but you know that's man all good. fuck i <laughs> i hope so and i and i don't <laughs> Fair in enough. any case yeah here we are talking about revolution radio this of course is our album of the week uh, this is Green Day's 12th album. Um, they released it in uh, October 7th, 2016. 2016, man. Long, long time ago. ago. Long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it feels ago. like, that's what's crazy to me. It's like, it, it's, it feels like you think it should feel like yesterday. Yeah. Like, wow. That's lifetimes true. have passed. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, they started work on Revolution Radio mm-hmm. in 2014. Which, uh, if you recall, the the trilogy Uno Dos and Trey came mm-hmm. out in the the months of the in the last months of 2012, mm-hmm. uh, and they started Revolution Radio after their 99 Revolutions tour, which wrapped up in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, if you think about it, 2014 to 2016 isn't a, an incredibly long transition no. to the album, but yeah. for some reason, it, it again as a fan in 2016, it felt like. Those four years, once again, felt like lifetimes. Yeah, they really did, definitely. And especially after the trilogy that they handed out to uh, all us fans, you know, it, it felt like they <laughs> they owed us something a little bit after well, that. You know, you know what I neglected to do here? And mm-hmm. I'm going to insert it right here. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Colin, where were you? Where were you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot about that. No, it was my bad. Where um, were you in uh, 2016 when Revolution Radio came out? That's Yeah, that's a great question. I was, let's see, I was in my junior year of college. I was okay. living living in a, in a house with nine people. Um, and and where, do you, where, do you, where do you go to college? Uh, this is at the University of Washington here in Seattle. Okay, great. And that's yeah. how you got to Seattle in the first place, that's right? That's how I got to Seattle. Yeah, that was the whole reason so that for accounts, moving up here. Yeah. Accounts for that. <laughs> accounts for my, for my existence here. Um, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, man, I honestly don't even remember, like, the specific first time, you know? I, I, I remember the general time it came out and just, well, I won't say anything else, but... I remember the general time it came out. And, well, like, uh, did you buy it? Were you were you still excited about Green Day at the time? I was I was excited about Green Day. I was really hoping for a comeback after the trilogy, and I don't think I bought it. I'll be honest. I, I'm pretty sure I torrented it. <laughs> for shame, for shame, Colin. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm okay, sorry. Confession. Confession time. Yeah. I think I pirated this one too. Well, you better have after the trilogy. Come on. They already yeah. made you buy three no. albums instead of one. Music has value. I know. Musicians work hard. You're right. And pirating's not cool. I'm all I'm I agree with that. But yeah, the trilogy fucking sucked. So I pirated this <laughs> album. <laughs> <clears throat> That's uh, not a justification. It's just where I was at. It's a slight <laughs> it's I'm not saying it makes it okay, but it makes it better at all at least. That's all. Yeah. But and did you and and like were were people talking about it at your college? No, or no, absolutely, absolutely not. I don't think I knew a single person, another person who was interested in the least. Unfortunately, you know, it's it's sad to be be a, a lonely Green Day fan, which I think a lot of my my career as a Green Day fan has been spent that way. <laughs> I hear you, man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, similar, yeah. similar here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Were were you still in, in school at that point or? It's interesting, dude. Yeah, I was, uh, I was believe I was in my senior year of college. Okay. I was uh, just getting ready to go. 2016 election, maybe I had just graduated. I think I had graduated. 
actually. So I was entering my first year as as a person who was not knowing what I was going to do mm-hmm. when this album came out. Yeah, yeah. And and I was working for Jimmy John's, the sandwich <laughs> delivery place. Oof. I was really, I was in a transition period. Yeah. I had my eyes on moving up to LA, but I could nowhere near afford it. Right. So I was, so while me and my then girlfriend uh, saved up money and kind of figured stuff out, I was still living in this house, my college house, with all my old roommates who were still in college because mm-hmm. I was a grade ahead of them because right. I'm a very cool kid. And <laughs> I, uh, and it was this weird thing where, like, you're, you're a senior in, in high school, you're a senior in college, you're a senior wherever you feel like you're the king of the world, mm-hmm. and then you leave and you very quickly realize once again you're kind of the, <laughs> right, the, the yeah. small fish. Yeah. And I, I, it was the, I remember Green Day's single Bang Bang was playing on K-Rock all the time, which I thought was awesome. I was glad they had some radio play. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah. that's actually kind of what got me introduced to the album was Bang Bang. And okay. I was like, oh, I guess they're yeah. back. And, and it was getting some play. And I remember liking it enough and, and thinking, oh, this is exciting. There's potential for this new album. Yeah. And yeah. My, my roommate and dear, dear friend and fellow Green Day fan, Sam who's currently in New York, we, we shared a bedroom. And mm-hmm. I, I, as I mentioned, I torrented the album because mm-hmm. I wasn't buying it. Uh, sorry to say, I should have torrented it. And then he asked me if he could borrow a flash drive for a project or something because he yeah. was still doing school projects, whatever. And I put the entire, I, I gave him one, but I had put the entire Revolution Radio on it because I knew he was such a Green Day fan. <laughs> and we'd, we'd always consoled. And I put it in a file called Dick Cheese as a little joke. I don't know why it was stupid, but I called it, it was just out of college, folks, please. Yeah, I called it yeah. Dick Cheese, and I, and I gave this flash drive to him. And I was just so heartbroken that he didn't even mention it, like, oh, for no. a month. And and I totally not – I think he just was like, oh, that's probably private pictures. I'm not going to look at that. Like, it might have, <laughs> I might have thrown him off with the title of the file. Yeah. But then yeah. a month later, he was like, oh, I, oh, I think I found uh, – oh, is this the new Green Day album? <laughs> and and then we talked about it. Oh, but, but, it he, but he did bring it up still himself. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. He brought it up later. But it was that thing where, again, as a Green Day fan, you kind of want everyone to be freaking out the day of release. Oh, of right? course. You yeah. want yeah. to talk about it the day of release like we do with Father of All right now. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and it was just the idea that not every Green Day fan, even good friends of mine like Sam who were total Green Day fans yeah. and, you know, will always check out what they do. We're we're past the point of being of caring the yeah, day up. Yeah. Well, I mean, Green Day really they really sent their fans on a on a long journey with the last one, and it makes sense if they lost a few diehards, you know. Yeah, and also I guess that's part of growing up. Like that was the <laughs> other thing. It was a real moment of I guess we're getting older. Oh, People gosh. aren't uh, freaking out about the Revolution Radio. Yeah. But you know, and and then my own opinions of the album overall, notwithstanding. I, you know, I, I I guess I did feel like it deserved a little more respect and hype just because it was Green Day and uh, it was mm-hmm. so fashionable still to to say fuck fuck Green Day, right? <laughs> true, oh, that's lame. True. Yeah, yeah. So so it was a hard. It was a it was another. I'd say not as hard a time as the trilogy, but it was still a. You were trying to climb back some of the respect you got uh, mm-hmm. used to get as a Green Day fan. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But you know, I think we've we've delayed our uh, opinions long enough. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think we I'm should just, just hop dying into to it, say man. something. Yeah, <laughs> let's get to these uh, these uh, the, the facts. Uh, there was a little uh, 
impromptu where were you there but let's get back into the facts of the album of the week please yeah yeah so this they started writing this after the uno dos trade tour 99 revolutions and i think this is a little bit of a confirmation that we're not total assholes for our take on the trilogy right yeah I, i think i know what you're about to yeah because because Billy stated that the trilogy of albums had absolutely, this is a quote, absolutely no direction to them and <laughs> attempted to be prolific for the sake of it. Uh, and, 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 so, and, and I think they've said other things, too, where they kind of are acknowledging that it was kind of rushed, not very well mixed and kind of, a, as we've said, a bad time for the band, you yeah. know. Really, as cocky as they were at the time, it was they were kind of in a, a transition period. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot and, of mistakes and, made for sure. Yeah, definitely. And and Billy said that this album, Revolution Radio, was not so much a makeover as a make under. <laughs> and and we uh, we did address this last time too. But on top of that, you know, this Al Jason White, the guitarist who uh, became a full band member for the trilogy, uh, was taken out of the lineup and put yeah, back to a touring yeah. member. And there still are, I don't think either of us know for sure why or who instigated that or anything like that, but I, I still don't necessarily think it was a not a mutual thing, you know? But anyway. I mean, I think he wants to be a member of Green Day. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I, 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 I think mean, maybe he doesn't. <laughs> maybe, oh, may, you're right. Maybe there's interpersonal things. You're, I have no clue. You're correct, but but I think that's what Billy says when he says not so much a make over as a make under. I think mm-hmm. what that means is like we just wanted to get the three of us back in studio. Okay, yeah. Again, you know, but but who knows. There were three singles mm-hmm. to Revolution Radio and, and notice that is a stark drop off from I'd say the past several albums, right? Yeah. If, if the trilogy is even considered one album. Mm-hmm. The, Green Day used to be pulling number five, sometimes six singles per album. Yeah, just because all of them were runaway hits, I think this time it was a good decision to be a little more restrained. I agree. Uh, yeah. the, the three singles were the first one, "Bang Bang," mm-hmm. which I heard on the radio at first, "Still Breathing," and "Revolution Radio," the title track. Um, and I think there's also a, a lyric video for "Young Blood," though I don't think that was a real single. A real single. That's well, that's right. That's a good point. They released. And on, this might be my favorite thing from takeaway from the album mm-hmm. is they released quite a lot of lyric videos mm-hmm. for a, a numerous songs on the album that weren't official singles, but okay. were, they were still kind of pushing. Uh-huh. And these lyric videos are full of great pop art and mm-hmm. I, I, I think really fun okay. overall. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think I only saw ended up saying one one of them actually, but um, but yeah, it seemed it seemed pretty enjoyable. And I'd say in the years since too, they've become a lot more common just at like in general for for all uh, musical artists i've been seeing those all the time on youtube i agree well again i, I agree because i think that it's, it's a cheap way to mm-hmm. kind of push a song yeah without having to release a full single and get the full promotion behind it full big music video yada right. yada yada right 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 yeah you know so that when you play it in concert hopefully a large amount of fans kind of know it and they've read the lyrics along with you so mm-hmm. they can sing along mm-hmm. right mm-hmm so I think that was the big thing with this is like, let's just get fans familiar with these new songs. Yeah, that that's a smart move for sure. Uh, and, and the album <clears throat> art, Colin, what do you mm-hmm. think of the album art for this one? Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not crazy about it. I think it's over. I mean, I, I think it matches with a lot of the album <laughs> uh, in the sense that it's sort of dated and like trying to be edgy or something you know or not edgy but like cool or something and it's just really not 
Uh, yeah, it's something that would look really cool in like 1999. Yeah, or, or even earlier than that, maybe. But yeah, yeah. And uh, and for the audience, uh, audience who's not familiar, it's basically a picture of a radio, well, like a, a boombox type radio mm-hmm. with like both on- of <laughs> both of the subwoofers are like on fire, and they're like being blown like one direction, like it's moving or something. It's it's kind of yeah. weird and not very good. well it's basically the, the amount the high octane rock that's being played out of this boom box is so much that it bursts into flames right right yeah, I, it's just too much to handle and nothing says modern album in 2016 like a radio right yeah right yeah that, that i think that was my biggest complaint about that, that was that the, the visual metaphor felt very dated yeah yeah yeah, it I should have that. been a uh, Spotify playlist bursting into flames, right? Or like a, blue, a Bluetooth speaker exploding, something <laughs> Honestly, like that. Honestly, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I would. That would have been really funny, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but credit to that goes to Nick Spanos, who did the cover photo, and Frank Maddox, who did uh, I guess the creative direction, photography, and design. Okay. Uh, not not their usual boy, right? Billheimer. Bill missing Billheimer. The boy. The boy. The but, boy. You know, I can't. The boy I and the king. Yeah, <laughs> Green Day. So Green Day produced Revolution Radio themselves. So they did. They had no longer had Rob Cavallo in this helm with them. I guess Chris Dugan, longtime uh, engineer, was mm-hmm. with them, probably helping out. Right. But I, I think they kind of returned. They, they they got Jason White out of there. They said, Robbie Cavs, we love you, but we need to do this on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they kind of turned inward. Perhaps a little bit, and the album does feel that way. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed actually hearing that because I would say production value is one of the strong suits of this album. Um, I, I mean, man, I completely agree. Yeah, that's 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 impressive to me. That's it's really that's well, impressive. It's well done. So, yeah, Green Day are good producers. That, that they 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 know uh, what sounds I think to pursue, mm-hmm. and, and it, I think this album does sound a lot larger than anything on the trilogy. Oh, easily, yeah, definitely. And I, that has a lot to do with the production, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah. I, I think Billy's even admitted now that the production on the trilogy was pretty trash. And, yeah. and I, I hate to say it because I, you know, Rob Robert Cavallo has given us some of the best Green Day albums of all time. Mm-hmm. But maybe they this was almost a punishment to him, you know. <laughs> maybe like well, not a punishment, but just like you know that didn't really work out. We're gonna try doing it ourselves. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Reception. Reception to Revolution Radio, Colin. I mean, this is this was really surprising to me to read about this this week. The reception was surprisingly positive. Um, I mean, commercially, you, it, they debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 um, after yeah. selling 95,000 in the first week, which is not shabby. 95,000 is very well. Because if you, if you recall, the, the trilogy had them for the first time not selling 100,000 mm-hmm. in the first week. And you know that was a big kind of uh, f- kind of a black mark on their legacy commercially right but but then uh, you know 4 years later to pull 95,000 in a, an increasingly digital world yeah, yeah that's very impressive because i guess of the 95,000 90,000 were album sales wow wow yeah that is really impressive definitely that's amazing, right? Yeah. And and I and I I I noticed that I tweeted out this uh this weekend with Father of All. I showed up at Target to buy my physical copy of Father of All and there was only one left. I oh was lucky to get God. one. God, wow. I am yeah, I'm shocked to hear that, really. And and I I think there's I I I I like to believe anyways that Green Day fans show up 
on the album release date to buy the physical copies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I think they're one of the last bands that can pull fans out of the woodwork to actually get their hands on the thing. I guess so, yeah. Although, honestly, nowadays, like, I'm not trying to be one of those guys who's saying, you know, you can't do this because it's bad for the earth. But I'm going to be one of those guys who's going to say, you shouldn't do that because you could get it online for the same price and not, you know, waste plastic and whatever. Colin, Colin. What? Number one, you're completely right. That's a fantastic message. Number two, <laughs> fuck you. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I felt that way as I was saying it too. <laughs> Number two, uh, fuck you. Uh, but, okay. Anyway. More, more impressively, yeah. Revolution Radio, kind of continuing on this streak, has sold over 1 million copies worldwide as of 2019. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked. So that, that's kind of, I mean, again, whatever you think of the album, that's actually pulling numbers that mm-hmm. in, in the current day and age... Is, yeah, are very impressive. Yeah, yeah. For, I'm actually for Green Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm actually I'm I'm happy for them. You know, despite my own personal feelings on this album, I, I think it's I think it's good for them that they were able to pull out of the the tailspin they were in beforehand. You know. Um, oh, I agree. At and, least commercially and, and, criti- and critically. Commercially, well, I was, I was going to say, and critically, despite how you may feel, this album really good. Yeah, did receive a, what seventy two out of hundred on Metacritic. Right. Yeah. I mean, not which, really which good, is, but like pretty good. Yeah, and, and there's always people who hate on Green Day, so oh, I'd say of course, every, yeah. you, you know, like the reviews are always gonna be a little mixed. But well, I mean, American Idiot, I don't think is even eighty. American Idiot's like seventy-seven or something. Like right, so people a, can go get fucked. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> it should be one hundred. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but seventy-two out of hundred—that's great. That's much better than the uh, trilogy, which was in the sixties. Mm-hmm. You know, often low sixties, and and it, I guess it made on several. Uh, best of the year lists as well yeah yeah so, so i'm 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 dumbfounded but i'm happy for them well <laughs> dude you keep you keep hinting at some darkness in this you keep hinting that you've got i'm some just rage, excited so. to get in the track to track by okay track. well should we just do it i'm ready to do it let's do it let's do it man okay great so all right <laughs> this uh is revolution radio of course and track one here is somewhere now now, I, I won't lie, I like this acoustic intro. I think it's sort of a cool okay. little lick. Um, I, I, I will say, this whole song, and it's saying acknowledge, it's, they, Billy and the band have acknowledged that this was an influence, but this is incredibly The Who. Oh, I could, very I could much totally see that. Yeah, I didn't even think about it, but I could definitely see that. And also throughout this album, I was constantly thinking, blah, 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 song sounds like blah, 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 you know? Like they, every single song sounds like something else. It seems like, but anyway. yeah, and there, and we'll we'll get to it in a second. There are a couple co-writing credits because of uh, that very reason. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then this song kicks in here. So it's that acoustic go. intro. Yeah, and it gets that huge build up. And it's still very Who-ish, right? With that whole it that is. whole move yeah. is, is very the Who. Yeah, I still yeah at this at this point it's just not that interesting. Um, the lyrics are so bad. Like, I can't even begin to describe how bad these lyrics are. I put the riot in Patriot, and we all die in threes? What does that mean? Okay, well, okay. For one, I kind of like high we put the on riot cell- in Patriot. I'm high on <laughs> cellular waves? Like, what? <laughs> okay, I kind of like we put the riot in Patriot. You but- do? Why? 
I, I but I'm 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 with you. I I, I don't know why. I kind of like it, but I'm with okay. you that we all die in threes is truly awful. Okay, and means and it, and it signifies nothing. So so yeah, I, I think it's maybe it's clear. I'll speak for myself. I don't really care for this song mm-hmm. much much at all. I, I I usually if I'm listening to this album, I'll even skip it. Yeah, Billy referred to this as his favorite beginning of a record they've ever had. Oh my god. Which again is, I think, just untrue. That's just, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think he even believes that, but whatever. And I'm sure if you asked him today, he wouldn't agree with that. But yeah, yeah, and and, and it, uh, alongside that, it was one of the first songs to be written for the album. Okay. Yeah, um, and and the message of the song, I guess, besides all the cringy lyrics, there's a lot of stupid buzzwords, aren't there? Yeah, there's a ton. It's it's really bad. I mean, it's the begin of the bu- buzzword onslaught this album <laughs> this album a, is easily the worst as far as them using buzzwords or billy at least using buzzwords there, there's a buzzword storm coming to you yeah real fast but Bill, billy said that this one actually was kind of in, inspired by him coming to terms with his sobriety because mm-hmm. remember after that he had to check into rehab after the whole uno meltdown at iHeartRadio. right right uh-huh. and uh he he said that this song was about how to deal with yourself uh before it was he said i'll have a beer now you have to sort of learn how to breathe a little bit more. I've never been good at boredom. I never know what to do when it's like, you know, you're alone with yourself. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that message. I, yeah, I, I like the honesty and, and I, I get where he's coming from. I think everyone can sort of relate to that sort of vibe, probably. I, I'm with that too, man. But at the same time, uh, if he said, I've never been good at boredom, well, he sure wrote a boring song. Yeah, so true. Yeah. <laughs> Rex, I'm, I'm, by the way. I'm I'm not much into somewhere now. Anything else on that? Melody is just boring. No, I mean, anything else is just talking shit, I guess. So yeah. well, why don't yeah. we move on? <laughs> I hear you. Uh, number two here, though, is what I think the album should have opened with. And that is Bang Bang. To be fair, this is uh, the lead single for the album. Yeah. I, well, Chris, how do you feel about this song? Again, I I actually really like this one, okay. to be frank. Mm-hmm. I have fond memories of, of resting sandwiches around town, <clears throat> listening to this song on the radio. But beyond like nostalgia, I think this is much more of a return to the rage that we wanted from Green Day. And also them push, pushing some boundaries a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is not a stupid pop love song. This isn't a standard-y type thing. Right. This is kind of full of rage, and it's about, of course, kind of uh, written from the perspective of a, a shooter, a mass shooter. Yeah. I Yeah. And, and it's something that I think is a classic issue that Billy Joe and Green Day would take on. Absolutely. And I appreciate them doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is the one what do you point... Th- what do you think, Colin? That is the one point I'll agree with you on, is that I think the, con- okay. oh, the no. concept of the song... The concept of the song is good. Like that is an interesting idea to like try to take it uh, from the the shooter's perspective, and I don't know. It, it feels very Green Day and and all that. But everything else about the song, I really don't like. The melody really? is bad. The instrumentals are bad. The lyrics are just oh, bad. Oh no! Like nothing about the song do I really enjoy. Oh my gosh. Just listening to oh, it. God. No, no, it's really. Oh it's one of my least favorite songs on this album for sure. Oh my god! Yeah. That's shocking to me. This yeah. is probably one of my favorites. And, and that's I mean, crazy. like, 
uh, more more of this the stupid fucking lyrics too i'm sweating bullets like a modern romeo i'm a semi-automatic yes. lonely boy like why does they yes. why do they have to say like if we were to count up this album how many times they say bullets bombs uh blood, uh, blood um i don't know like I'll, I'll come. You, I'll come up. Way. I'll come up with more throughout the album. But like, there's just these. I, I could words. publish a book of words uh, that Green Day that Billy Joe should be banned from using. Seriously, right, I agree seriously. with you. Okay. I agree with you completely. Yeah. But I, I for some reason, I think this one actually works. Mm-hmm. You can disagree. Um, uh, Billy said that this song was about the culture of mass shooting that happens in America, mixed with narcissistic social media. Mm-hmm. Kind of the idea that. You know that they put the shooter, the Boston uh, Marathon bomber, on the cover of Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so fucked up, and, and, yeah. and that these people want to be rock stars, and that every time we, you know, publicize and tweet and talk about it, like we're giving them what they wanted, right, and it's such a right. kind of a clusterfuck of a situation. Yeah, yeah, and he's right. Like that is a problem for sure, but the song itself, what, what you, I just don't think okay. is, is well all right, written. All right, fine, I hear you. What do you <laughs> think about the bridge, that Middle Eastern bridge? Oh yeah. I mean, I like it more than the rest of the song, but it's still, right. it doesn't okay. it doesn't really make up for much, I guess. You don't like it, that's fine. Have you seen the music video? I do. That I was I was going to bring that up. The music video I really like actually. The music video is great. Um, what do you think about the music video? Yeah, I, I rewatched it just this this evening and I actually I, I like it. It's it's kind of uh it's Green Day. Mm-hmm. playing a house party in yep. the middle of all these people dancing that's kind of fun footage and it's kind of intercut with these three bank robbers who are wearing giant halloween like halloween costume masks of the three members of the band mm-hmm. which are so fun yeah and they rob the bank and then they get in the car and you they take off their masks and <laughs> fuck you you sexist dog they're three <laughs> hot ladies they're three <laughs> models who robbed a bank <laughs> and isn't that a doesn't that just switch your expectations up? Uh-huh. And then they go to the house party where Green Day's playing and they make it rain money. <laughs> it's pretty interesting, yeah. And I, I, it's you know they obviously couldn't do a video that's literally about the uh, shooting because that would have been too much, too much, yeah, and and disrespectful, definitely, uh, yeah. But I, I think it's yeah, I, I think it's it's probably one of the more fun videos to come out of this. Uh, this this album i agree and, and green day yeah. looks good yeah you know I, yeah. I, i'm okay with it yeah so yeah the everything surrounding this song i kind of like but the song itself I, I just really hate yeah that's that's how i feel well, about it I, i'm worried we're about to have a big old vice versa here because track three coming up uh-huh is revolution radio the title track yep let's check it out and this is the third and uh final single yeah. this was the third single bang bang was the first yeah yeah and uh, Billy told Kerrang that this was a protest-minded tune, and it was inspired by the band's anger at the state of America and their anxiety concerning Donald Trump. Billy said, The worst problem I see about Trump is who his followers are. I actually feel bad for them because they're poor, working-class people who can't get a leg up. They're pissed off, and he's preyed on their anger. You have no options, and I'm the only one, and I'm going to take care of it myself. I mean, that's fucking Hitler, man. Oh shit! So some Billy Billy's words on Trump there. I really like that quote. Wow, that I totally yeah. agree with him one hundred percent there too. I really like that too. Yeah. Um, I wish I liked the song as much as I liked that quote. Yeah, I was just about to say the same. 
Um, I mean, more just fucking buzzwords on buzzwords. Oh, gasoline. That was the other word I was trying to come oh, up with Oh, that's earlier. a good point. He uses gasoline so much in this album. Anyway, yeah. So one of the lines, give me cherry bombs and gasoline. Uh, he's like he's like the Joker, right? He's my love's less, bulletproof. Less gasoline and bullets. Please. Yeah. God, yeah. it is so absurd. Uh, the, the lines, we will be seen but not be heard are supposed to reference, I, I guess he said, the Black Lives Matter movement, and particularly uh, football players kneeling during the anthem, and that whole I don't even want to say controversy because I'm completely in agreement with them, but that yeah. was a big news story. Uh, again, I don't know if I really see that that reflects that. If the, if yeah. the lyrics were we will be uh, heard but not be seen, that would make more sense with Revolution Radio, where a radio program, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of mixed metaphors with what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Colin, I, I think, I don't know about you, listening to this album this past week, I, I've grown to like this song a little bit more than I did, but this was never my favorite on the album. In fact, I, I kind of disliked this one for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I strongly dislike this one, and I still do. You do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't yeah. have to feel as guilty. Okay. <laughs> no, because I would say, I really didn't like this al- this song on the album for a while. And yeah. And just lately, I, I come around to it a little bit more. I go, oh, the guitar works pretty cool. I, I think the instrumentation's kind of cool. Uh-huh. It's catchy. But again, I think the whole metaphor of revolution radio, I just can't get behind. Yeah. I mean, the, the base idea of the whole song is lame. Yeah. Really lame. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll admit maybe I've, I've softened up on this song a little bit, but yeah, it, was, it has been one of my least favorite songs in this album for a long time, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think it was an odd choice for the title track. I, I they, they thought it, it was cooler than it was, which was a yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. These first several songs, I just don't know why they did all these in a row, but anyway, sorry. Um, did you... Did you like the music video for Revolution Radio? Uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, can you remind me? It's yeah. Is it just the, well, the no, band's I, playing? Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I just rewatched it just just for this, but it was mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's them playing like in an empty warehouse or studio, whatever, and then it's intercut with a bunch of footage from them in their younger years. Oh, okay. So that's kind of sweet. To yeah, it's, it's, that sounds interesting. It almost like slightly. Yeah, but it and it's weird. It almost feels like it's a retrospective on their career, and this mm-hmm. song doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah, right? that doesn't match up at all. Like I would expect the song with this message to get more of a father of all type video. I would I would picture like a Black Lives Matter march or something, you know, or some sort sure. of some sort oh, of protest, great. you know, going on. I don't know. Definitely. No, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I, that's what I think of when I said father of all video, where it's like, I think they, they intercut with a lot of happening world events in that video oh, between right, them right, playing. Right, right, Yeah. And, and this one just kind of was like, wow, look how much they've grown and mm-hmm. look how far they've come. They used to be so young and little and cute. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, this, this song's called Revolution Radio, bro. Like, don't date yourselves further. <laughs> True. <laughs> We've been doing this a minute. Like, yeah, I can tell. No, yeah, not my favorite video at all. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not really into that at all. <laughs> Dude, that 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 song in that video makes me want to say goodbye. <laughs> I was so ready to do it this time. <laughs> oh no. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, that is our man. track for uh, Say Goodbye.
Now, I, at least for me, this is where things start to get a little interesting. It's slightly, slightly more, yeah. I was going to say, well, this is just a much more driving track. Yeah. I think it has much more modern production. It's it's something that maybe you wouldn't expect from Green Day, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a fan of them from the 90s or even mid-2000s. And I yeah. think that's kind of what I like. And not to hint too much, but I think that's maybe the, some elements I enjoy in the new album as well, is when yeah. you do push forward uh, musically. I think I agree with you there, yeah. I would say Billy said about this that, that it was inspired by, uh, he was reacting to images of armored military-style vehicles in the streets of Ferguson, Missouri. Quote, uh, I was like, what country do I live in? How is this different from the Arab Spring? Uh, one line, teach your children well from the bottom of the well is a direct reference to the current events in Flint, Billy said. It's thinking of Flint, Michigan and trying to educate your kids while they're drinking toxic waste. You can't educate people if they're that desperate. Mm-hmm. So, so again, I, I just, you know, whether you like this song or not, I do yeah. appreciate that Billy's trying to use his voice to to better people. And, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, speak to situations politically or otherwise that he thinks are just totally fucked. Yeah, yeah. And I got to say, yeah, like throughout this album, they do a really, he does, they do a really good job of... Uh, of, I guess, yeah, basing their songs around important issues, like you're saying. But unfortunately, I just really don't think the songs match. Like, they just... <laughs> the idea is good, but the songs are just not, for the most part. <laughs> okay, so well, how do you feel about This is how we... Oh, whoa. Do you like that? Uh, I that's do like, like that. That's, that's probably my favorite part of the song, but the thing about that part is, I don't know how familiar you are with Fall Out Boy, but... Um, I, I kind of went through a Fall Out Boy phase, and... No shame. Hella Megator coming up. Weezer, Fall Out Boy, Green Day. Honestly, they're good. They're really they're really good. Honestly, I like them. Do you know My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark last night? That song? Oh, yeah, I sure do. It's exactly, like, that verse, the intro of that verse has the exact same melody. Oh, shit. Um, oh, and I'm going to have to re-listen to that, then. I'm not sure, like if it was intentional or not and even which one came out first because i know that that's not its old song either the fallout boy one um but anyway i just can't help but think of that song every time i hear that part now, you know now that you're saying that that i i can kind of see that. Bum, i'm after listen damn dude okay well no that's yeah. a really good point yeah and then also the <laughs> and, lyrics and i just looked it up that song mm-hmm. uh was released in 2013 so, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it is possible that Green Day saw a fellow acolyte of the early two thousands, you know, pop punk resurgence, yeah. and saw that they were succeeding with their new singles, mm-hmm. kind of adapted like this, and maybe tried to do something similar. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it's fair. This is all, overall, this is a very different song, and you know, yeah. I, I oh, still, so. I still kind of like this song. I mean, I mainly like that part, but the lyrics again, the lyrics are so bad. Like interesting, another like like a bullet in the sky. Like how many times does he need to say the word bullet in this album? Okay, I'm hear with the you on children that. sing. I'm with you on that. Overall, I like I like it, but I'm I am with you that bullet. Like every time, like a bullet in the sky, I do think that to myself. I just I go, get, well, I cringe, you know, and it kind of yeah. ruins more of the song than it has to, I guess. But it does for me, Colin. Um, I mean, if I had my way, if Billy. Mike and Trey used bullet, blood, bleeding, <laughs> losers, haters. If they used those words anymore, they'd be outlaws. <laughs> you know, because I would outlaw them. Yes, yes, I see. 
that is our track five here, Outlaws. Um, and I'm just gonna go out and say it. This is my first, so the first song of this album I, I enjoy. Straight up, I like this song. Wow, there it yeah. is. I, I straight up like this song. I don't have much bad to say about it, at least, or anything bad to say about it. Um, I think the verses are really cool. They're very subdued, and it's just sort of this bass line, like very simple bass line, too, but it like keeps it driving. And then the chorus is still fun, and the bridge is fantastic, too. It's like also pretty simple, but but it's enjoyable, yeah. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, I, think, I think it's a really kind of it's a sweeter moment on the album it's more quiet right mm-hmm. and it feels like it's kind of trying to do this maybe more acoustic ballad thing and then when the chorus comes in it's just a wall of sound it just kicks your ass yeah and and that that chorus hook is just huge i love it it's great um billy said about this set he said i was feeling nostalgic thinking about when me and mike would break into cars and steal tapes and lighters and shit like that <laughs> the band sees it as a sequel to the track christy road off of one of their earliest albums. Oh, interesting. Uh, which which you said was kind of about that same period of time for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that it's a love song, right? But it's a yeah. love song to Mike, large, you know, Trey a little bit, but largely to Mike, who's been with him since he was 14. Right. That's super cute. Yeah. yeah. And and so that I think that's I, I, a lot of people have been like, oh, is this about 80? Is this about his wife, Adrian? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And no, it's actually about the true love of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike Dirt. Dirt. <laughs> Oh, we though. always knew it. We always knew it's it. It's yeah. true, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that, with that perspective, I think it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, Outlaws does share a writing credit with John Fratelli. Right. I, yeah. Band, Who is that? Yeah. So he, he John Fratelli has a band called the Fratellis, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Okay. Don't know where he got the inspiration for that band name. <laughs> but uh, he's got a song called Lupe Brown, and the chorus is the exact same melody. Oh, Okay. It, overall, it's a different it's a different sounding song. Uh, okay, I, I yeah. actually ended up listening to the whole thing because just in research for this, and I have to say, I think I might enjoy Lupe Brown more. It's a really good song. If, if, I bet, and, yeah. And not as a slight to Green Day at all. I love this song "Outlaws" by Green Day. But if you like it and you like Green Day, I actually really recommend you getting into the Fratellis. I'm going to check them out more just because I discovered them through yeah. this. I'm going to check that out for sure. That sounds great. The, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. And, and there was a, this hilarious line in it, Lupe Brown, uh, the lyric is, well, your girlfriend made me itch. <laughs> Which is just, I think, a fucking hilarious line. I just wanted to share it. I think it's that's really funny. Good. It's funny and uh, applicable, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's very. I guess the kind of line that I think Billy would appreciate. Yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting that you picked that that out specifically. Yeah, it just popped out to me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So Outlaws, I think, is a great song. I don't think again. I don't think there's any instance of stealing here or anything. Mm -hmm. It just might be a similarity. Mm -hmm. It's not a wholly original melody, but it's uh, it's for the people, right? It's quite effective. Yeah. 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 You know, Colin, when you go uh, to the supermarket and you mm-hmm. go into Vaughn's or Ralph's or whatever and you go inside and your parents pay and they get some change back and you go, can I have the quarters, mom, please? Can I? And you go outside and you put the quarters in the little uh, stupid spinning machine and yeah. you, you click, 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 click. And what comes out? A little Super Bowl. And when you come home, your parents hate it because you're throwing it all over and it's bouncing off the wall. Wow. That was the longest transition you've had. What a stretch. 
that, of I course. I was on the edge of my seat that whole time. Yeah, nervous for me because that, yeah. that was a dangerous stretch. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, we're stretching all the way over here to track six, bouncing off the wall. Now, Colin, just rip the bandit off for me. I'm tired of you teasing. You keep teasing me and then revealing <laughs> that you hate everything. What are your thoughts on bouncing if that, off the wall? If that's, if that's all you want. Um, to be honest, I think it, it's fun instrumentally and melodically. Um, but the song is ruined for me because there's too many buzzwords and just trying too hard lyrics. Like, it's just... So, same same problem. Same problem. Yeah, same problem. Yeah. Um, huh. I, well, for my part... <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. It's, it, I'm glad you're being honest, but I, I love this song. <laughs> I do. Okay. okay. I, I think this is one of my favorites off the album, actually. I think it's really fun. Okay. And and again, it's kind of implementing, I think, some more modern production techniques. Okay, yeah. That make this feel more heavy and driving, uh, particularly in the percussion. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I, I'm into it. I, I am into it. Uh only fact I have on bouncing off the wall here was it was originally titled Concrete Dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, referencing the, the first lyric on right. the record, on right. the song. And it was one of the last tracks to be added to the album. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, fuck you. So, so yeah, if you had to <laughs> Okay, way, okay, okay, listen, listen. One of the lines is the radio. Another line is covered in gasoline. Another line is bombs away. Okay, but that's out of context. You hearing any Colin. any buzzwords here? All right. Okay. Well, okay. You're mistaking buzzwords with words that Green Day used too frequently. A buzzword okay. would be like uh, okay. Republicant or anti-social media. Green Day buzzwords. Green Day buzzwords. The worst. Specific the for worst them. lyric. The worst lyric on Revolution Radio. The song is anti-social media. I think that's terrible. <laughs> it's it's Which terrible song is because that on? that's on Revolution Radio. Oh, okay, okay. And it's probably because and Billy probably thought, oh, that was very clever of me. And I just oh, think, bro, my God. like that's been said so many times. Yeah. And it sucks every time. That is so that is so fucking goofy. I can't get over it, man. It's just a little out of touch. They're just they're showing their age just a teenty bit. I More think, than a teeny on, bit. On lyrics like that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, anyway, I, I get what you're saying. I think the production is good. Um the instrumentals are good. It's just it's just the lyrics again, like, and I'm not even usually that focused on lyrics, but they're just ruining it for me. This whole album. All right, bro. Listen, look. Okay. Anyway, you you cannot like Green Day. You can uh, not like their new stuff. You can just disagree with certain lyric decisions. I completely get that, but at least they're still breathing. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, track seven um, is still breathing, and this was the uh, I think the second single off the album, right? That's right. It's second yeah. single, I'd say the biggest hit. Biggest hit for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. Please, please I be used honest. to not like this song, and I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but this last week, as I've been listening to this album a few times, I, I really like this song. All of a sudden, it, like it's a complete 180, practically. I don't I'm know. really glad to hear you say that. I couldn't yeah. take it if you didn't like it. I really no. I really like this song now. It's the, like this is a fantastic there, pop rock song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it was a hit too. Like I'm glad that people heard this, you know, if they're gonna hear anything off this album. Dude, we we were down in San Diego uh I guess it was a while ago now, sometime last year, but it was that we heard it on the radio. 
Mm-hmm. And I was right, I started cranking up. I was like, I'm so glad that people are still playing this on the radio. It's a mm-hmm. fantastic track. It's so yeah. catchy. And it's also got a very uh, excellent uh, message. literally sobering message. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Right? And yeah, so, I mean it's it's about so being sober for, for Billy, but I think it's generally just about being resilient in the face of of hardship, you know, which I think everyone goes through those times in their lives where it really just like does not feel like you can make it through. And then you get through and you're like, fuck, I'm badass. I made it through, you know? I, I completely agree. And I love it. He yeah. made it a universal thing. It's not just about him. It's about yeah. everyone's experience. Yeah. It, it kind of covers, uh, you know, people in the army, single mothers, uh, drug addicts. Mm-hmm. It, it covers a lot of the Green Day spectrum. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things they've sung about in the past and they're saying like, we empathize with all these people. Yeah, yeah. And... You know, like it, it, Billy. You know, obviously after the trilogy, it's been it was sober for the first time during this record. This was the maybe the first and only uh, record that he's was sober making. Right. And so I do appreciate it in that some in that form where it's like you know even if he's making redundant uh, redundant pause, redundant <laughs> lyrical choices using the same going back to the same well, mm-hmm. he's doing so very intentionally because he's not just fucking around. He's actually was being very serious about this album. And this is a very serious song. I agree. He said uh, about this, sometimes I run away from being too heavy. This is a very heavy song, but sometimes it just comes out that way. And then talking about, you know, the whole, I'm still breathing on my own, adding, at some point, we're all going to have to be on life support. As time goes on, your thoughts get darker. And buddy, I am right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I don't know what's going to happen to this 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 crazy world, but I, I, I get it. <laughs> i'm with you (laughs) it's dark it's dark but true (laughs) but it's important i think this bridge is absolutely beautiful i agree i agree as i walked out on the ledge are you scared to death to live that's i think that's fantastic it's really good yeah i mean Um, i it's it's weird that like suddenly i feel like the lyrics on this song have just done a 180 for me like they seem really genuine and well written and like the rhymes are like on point you know um yeah i don't know it's just yeah this this whole song is really excellent i think this is like a perfect pop song and i don't say that to slight any like i i know it's yeah. a rock pop song i'm not saying I, I i like pop i think pop music is a is a i agree art yeah. form yeah. and i think this is a fantastic example of it yeah definitely uh, i i have to mention, of course, that this mm-hmm. was written by Billy Joe and, and the music by Green Day, of course. But the writing credit also goes to Richard Parkhouse, Adam Slack, Luke Spiller, or Spiler, uh, George Tizard, and Joshua Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, what the fuck? Did he bring in like four different <laughs> writers, five different writers to to help? No wonder it's a perfect song. There's like yeah. five writers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, but what the truth is, and I looked into it, this is actually shares a melody. I am fairly certain unintentionally with the band, the struts, okay. uh, their, their song, it could have been me, which I didn't realize I knew until I looked it up and heard it. And I guarantee you've heard it folks. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I should definitely check that out. They're a British band. They're actually really good. They're very, they're very seventies flamboyant, mm-hmm. very, very fun, but, and, and very British, but, they, uh, <laughs> That song, uh, It Could Have Been Me, came out in 2015. This album, of course, came out in 2016. I, I can't imagine that there was actually any crossover. I-, I-, I think it was probably a coincidence, and they just happened to get it out first, so they had to uh, credit them with the writing. 
it's officially listed as a sample. Huh. Uh, that Green Day sampled this. But yeah. when you listen to both songs back to back, it's pretty clear that it's the verse melody is what's shared. The verse melody. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, you, you know, again, I, I don't think that's indicative of anything. So it's it's Pop- the part that's like, I'm like a bus down and out for the first time. Yeah, that that whole section. I'm still alive. Okay, that whole thing is 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 shared with the stretch thing, more or less. It's not exact, but it's it. You definitely notice it, right? But again, just like with the Fratellis, I'd say this is an opportunity to go check out some new music and look into the struts. I think they've actually got some pretty cool tracks. Great, cool. And if if you're into theatrical rock, which I bet you are, because you're into Green Day. Uh, they've certainly got it in spades. So, hell yeah, enjoy. Cool, Colin. Have you seen the video for Still Breathing? I I did. Yeah, I watched it uh, a couple days ago. Actually, um, what do you think? I I liked it. I think. Um, yeah, no, I do. I do like it. But it's it's just sort of. I don't know. Maybe it it comes across maybe like it's trying a little too hard. <laughs> and I know I keep saying about that about a bunch of these songs. Yeah, but. I agree with you. I I've always felt it was kind of a ripoff of the uh, uh, Good Riddance video. Uh, remind where it's a me, bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Good Riddance is a bunch of people kind of in maybe not such great situations. Maybe like a single mother, a, you know, someone just feeling lonely on the street, whatever, and they're uh-huh. just kind of looking on. And then the band members are doing the same. Okay, it's just a bunch of kind of like slow vignettes, you know. Yeah, and the, and the still breathing video is very similar, where it's it's focusing on the three band members. Mm-hmm. As they slowly and sadly decide to go to band practice together, um, <laughs> right, right. But also a bunch of other people who are in their own occupations in life, maybe struggling, you know, mm-hmm. and, and at least they're still breathing, right, right. So again, I, I like the message, but I think it kind of made for a bummer music video. It's not my favorite. Yeah, I get that. I don't think it's a bad one, but it, but it, no, yeah, it's not my favorite. It's not a failure. It, it gets the message across, but I, I, I would just rather listen to the song. I agree. I agree. Oh man, Colin. Well, should we stop stop with the circle jerk here and uh Yeah, let's get on. Let's the circle jerk. Uh, you know what's bad though? Mhm. When when you're circle jerking and you start coming blood. <laughs> uh okay, you're not quite there yet. I'm not quite there yet. Well, you know what's really bad is when you're 12 <laughs> and you try to jerk off and you come blood. What kind of blood is that? Oh, that's young blood right there, son. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. I see. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. That's disgusting. Um, that's truly disgusting. That's track eight, Youngblood. <laughs> um, I, I will say, I think this intro is so fun. The guitar here. He's loving it. Well, I think it's I think it's a great intro for sure. Um, so, well, so the song overall, do you what do you think? Um, overall, it's got a killer melody, great instrumentals, and it's catchy. It's catchy as fuck, yeah. And the lyrics actually, I think, are pretty great. Like, I think they're better than the vast majority of these songs. Like, um, let's see here. She's a loner, not a stoner, I think is pretty good. She's the cedar in the trees of Minnesota. That's a great line. That's great. And that, of course, is kind of indicating that this song, Youngblood, as disgusting and awful as that mess is, you might think that is, uh, including our intro, what does Youngblood mean, right? Some some underage girl with her period that's oh i was not i was not is that what it what it's about uh, maybe popping cherries i didn't it sounded like uh, i've always thought it was very uh disgusting what this song was about oh my god i I honestly didn't even think of that i honestly thought it was about taking someone's virginity 
Oh my god. Yeah, which, which bummed me out. I did not think of that at all. But, I, yeah, but no, Colin, I just... What? Colin, it's not... Rest assured, it's not You're ruining that. me the song for it's me. It's not about that. Oh, it thank is, God. It is about his... Uh, Billy Joe's wife of 22 years at the time. 80? 80, 80? Of course, Adrian. Uh-huh. And... Uh, the, the, of course, the lyric about the trees in Minnesota, that's where she hails from. Oh, that's right, yeah. It, it's its actually quite sweet, and it's about that she was his little young, you're my little young blood. It it's, was about them as young kids. Oh, thank God. That makes me feel yeah. so much better. And I, yeah, Tone honestly, the honestly, the lyrics are great, though. Like, I don't know. I could, I could go on, but like, there's tons of good lines throughout this song. She said, fuck you, I'm from Oakland. Right? I love yep, that. Yep, that's so a she, great line. Yeah, yeah, starting Minnesota, ending up in Oakland, it's their whole life together. <laughs> and it is it is very catchy. The, the chorus is stupid and repetitive, but this, god damn it, it gets caught in so my head. It's so catchy. And the, yeah. But the verses are well are like good. They're all very clever, I think. Like, I she, the verses she's my weakness. She's my weakness, fucking genius. Swear to God, I'm not even superstitious. Um, it's good. I, I, yeah. Yeah. The more you read lyrics, the worse it might get. But I, I, I like. It. <laughs> fair enough. Fair this, enough. This, this has never been my look. When I listened to the album at first, I thought this sounded like Dose. This sounded like it was off of Dose. I agree. I totally thought it was off Dose too. This but... sounds like a trilogy cut, and yeah. I still think that. But apparently, he he wrote it a long time ago about mm-hmm. her, and uh, fan, cliche. Billy... fan cliche. Fan cliche. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. And she... first cigarettes and Valentine. Oh, of course. That's right. This song was originally written for Cigarettes and Valentines. Thank you. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this was originally written for Cigarettes and Valentines. That is a fan cliche. Fan cliche. Yeah, the so, unreleased so is, GD album. Yeah. This was what they scrapped before doing American Idiot, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tribute to 80, and Billy said about this, she's easy to write about because she's so awesome. <laughs> and that's sweet and you know he's I, I think at this point they're perhaps doing doing well again I hope uh, yeah you know in the five years that have passed I hope and uh, yeah, despite all my better instincts I'm into Youngblood hell yeah hell yeah but frankly that's because I'm a big old dummy oh yeah yeah what, are, what are you what are you too dumb to do would you say uh, I'm too dumb to be killed okay too dumb to pass away. Too dumb to die. Uh, okay, that does sound better. All right, I got it. I'm too dumb to die. This is track nine. Too dumb to die. And uh, that title, yeah, and that title's a callback too. If if our listeners will recall from, uh, it was on Trey, right? There's uh, was it Eighth Avenue Serenade? I think you're right. I actually was trying uh, to remember, and I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> it's one of the songs off Trey. I can't remember for sure. The but trilogy goes in and out of my ears so fast. Yeah. I, yes. Uh, but yeah, we talked about it on the on one of the last episodes. Yeah. Uh, and and that I think this is a improvement upon what they had done. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think this takes the idea and runs with it much further. Uh, starting with this intro, I love mm-hmm. the the Billy singing with the that scrappy guitar yeah i think that guitar is actually really cool that's that's the big part of this song that i actually really like it's got this very rhythmic vibe to it you know yeah <laughs> this is actually i think one of my favorites on the album as well wow wow yeah i really like this song yeah that's a good one for sure
this this I, I for instance I think this should this is a there's a great lyric videos we talked about there those fantastic kind of collage pop art music videos mm -hmm. uh, lyric videos I should say but I think this should have been a single oh I don't know about that but it's that's up there. fine I I think Green Day should have just been like we're Green Day is what we do single fuck you <laughs> I love this fair enough and and, and Billy said that this one's a bit more personal. It was about growing up totally working class and not knowing what the future was going to be and sort of uh, being just a dope-smoking kid. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he said it was a reference to my father, who was a teamster, and uh, he watched him go to work in the picket line. Billy said, I remember my father being on strike a lot. The song is kind of feeling like, is anything really changing? Uh, Amen, brother. That's true. Depressingly true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, Billy's writing about something that's very personal in this one mm -hmm. and yet very universal. I think those are the best Green Day songs. Yeah, definitely. Talking about his dad going out on strike. Mm -hmm. You know, I, my one of my favorite lines on this whole trilogy is not every Sunday can be Easter. <laughs> that's the fucking shit right there. That's a great line. That is a great line. Yeah. So yeah, I I I mean, I do you have anything else to say? I have nothing bad. I, to say I wish I wish I had more to say about it. I I just I like it. I just don't really have anything else to say about it. I mean, you I think like it, I, but you don't love it. I don't love it, but but no, okay. I like it. I think the guitar rhythm again is incredibly good. The chorus is great. The intro is really cool, um, and the lyrics are okay. The lyrics are not bad for sure. I I fucking love the song. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's, you know, it's just good to hear your voice. It's good to connect because, you know, we live in troubled times and it's good <laughs> to get a, a Green Day podcast going. True, true. That one's that one's so easy. It's not even funny where it's just like, Aww. right? It's too applicable. Yeah, you could use that in any situation practically. R nowadays. Right. Yeah. Especially, yeah, exactly. Nowadays. <laughs> this, of course, is track 10, Troubled Times. Yeah. And no, this is interesting, but I couldn't put my finger on which song, but I know that this sounds very similar to one of the songs on 21st Century Breakdown. I haven't had the time huh. to go through them yet, but I... Uh, but but you don't feel that exactly? Well, no, now that you say that, I, I might. I just I hadn't thought of it. I'll, I'll have um, to think back on that. If anyone knows yeah. which one it is, uh, please comment to let us know. I, I, I'm sure you're right. It's the verse. It's like the verse part. Um, no, I'm feeling that. Yeah, exactly. Or it's just, just the like bass or maybe there's some guitar there. I'm not sure. Uh, Billy said about this song, I wish saying we live in troubled times was a cliche, but it's not. Trump is preying on people's fears, anger, and desperation. He's feeding meat to the hungry dogs. Ooh. Amen, brother. And, yeah. And, but if it's in, there's, several, there's several inspirations for this, isn't there? Because... He said it was also inspired by the November 2015 Paris uh, terrorist attacks. Mm. Um, I guess Billy and, and the guys are friends with uh, Eden Galindo, who's the guitarist for Eagles of Death Metal, who was oh. uh, at that, that, that horrible event they were playing. Right. Yeah. And they said the Paris Club, where 95 of their fans were shot dead by terrorists. Oh, man. Uh, and, and Billy said, I don't think that terrorism really hit home in our backyard the way it did that night. At first I wrote it and thought troubled times, of course, I don't know if I want this on the album. It's really heavy to write about that. And I didn't want it to be trite or maudlin. Hmm. I respect that. Yeah. And, and then he said, but then Orlando, of course, that awful 
shooting yeah. in the nightclub there. And then he said, I thought, well, it makes perfect sense to put it on the record. Yeah. So, you know, and so this including Bang Bang, you can tell he's really struggling with how to talk about these issues right. in music. Yeah. But I'm glad that he's trying. I agree. Yeah. I, I it's yeah, at this point in the album at least it feels genuine. I I think some of my problem with, with the early few songs on this album is it it doesn't feel genuine. It feels like they're trying mm. too hard to relive American Idiot or Twenty First Century Breakdown. Like like ninety nine revolutions type Yeah, exactly. Phoning it in. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not really. Yeah, I hear you. Again, this one, yeah, just for all the reasons we just read, I think it is actually personal. I agree. I agree. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, where's the truth in the written word? I, I think it's very applicable. I think this is a good song. It's mm-hmm. a little on the nose, but that's kind of his whole point. Was like maybe it's too on the nose, but I'm just gonna put it out anyways. Yeah. And yeah. and I think it's epic as fuck. I think it's a good song. <laughs> I think it's a good song for sure. You like it? Yeah, I do. Do you like it? Do you like me? I I like it. Good. Oh god. Okay. But, you know, we're, we're talking Revolution Radio here. It seems to, you know, these Green Day records keep going on and on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been going on forever now. That is true. That is 100% true. Uh, <laughs> track 11 is forever now. And uh, this is sort of a Jesus suburbia of this album, I would say. Or yeah. they're trying to I d- make I it I didn't one. even yeah. realize at first. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't realize oh. it was, it's, this song is broken into three parts. Number mm-hmm. one, I'm freaking out. Number two, a better way to die. And number three, somewhere now, reprise. Wait, so you didn't notice the somewhere now part, though? Oh, I noticed it, but I just didn't realize it was officially broken into three. Oh, I don't okay. realize they had titled it in three different songs. Mm-hmm. Again, because I pirated it, because I'm a douche. <laughs> so, <laughs> But but the, the first line of this is uh my name is billy and i'm freaking out which i fucking love and billy said about this he said it's the most honest lyric i've ever written it ends with the refrain i'm gonna stand in line no more it's like a slogan for a demonstration like i'm not going to accept the status quo and i'm not going to be manipulated it's like what do we want we want justice when do we want it now and so that's kind of the title is forever now we want justice forever now okay i see yeah i I definitely did not get that interesting i did neither without his uh help without his help but i i love the beginning my name is billy and i'm freaking out that is the most honest he can be that's that's a great line that definitely like makes me think of like basket case which is you know a great memory of course do you have the time to listen to me whine yeah do you have the time (laughs) to listen to me whine uh about everything and nothing all at once Thank you, thank you. That's it, right there, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. I'm into this song. Uh, the second part, of course, is a better way to die, which mm-hmm. I also think is very affecting. I, I want, I just want a better way to die. Yeah, which, which is a, a a feel a sentiment that's going around these days. I would true. say true. <laughs> and the the somewhere now the part three somewhere now reprise is is fine. I like it better than I did in the first summer now at the top of the album i uh, i i don't like it you don't i think the reprise is i think the reprise is really unnecessary um honestly yeah i'm just gonna lay it out i don't like this song all in okay that's fun um i think the i'm freaking out like line is good but the whole that whole part of the song i don't really like i think the lyrics are 
boring. The instrumentals are boring. So it's, it's bland. And then like the better way to die part is more bland. And then there's the reprise. And I just think the whole song is really like, they're trying to force a Jesus Suburbia song on here or something. Well, dude, it's funny you say that, my sweet Colin, because this mm-hmm. song actually began as three unrelated pieces that then Armstrong jams together. Mm-hmm. So there, there might be something to that, what you just said, is that it, it wasn't as natural as a Jesus of Suburbia or Homecoming. Right, right. Where they, they were like, oh, well, these three, things, these three short bits aren't working. Maybe if we put them together, it'll be something greater. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that in that I think it's a much better song than Somewhere Now, the first track, which, again, I don't like very much. Yeah. But I'm with you. It's It's not my favorite. I, I yeah I just like it more I don't know I, I think it, it reminds me more of a, a mass hysteria slash modern world at the end of 21st century breakdown okay yeah yeah I get that, that that's what I would closest I'd compare it to in that it, it should be the end of the album but it's not oh, and it's kind okay. of combining uh, some separate parts that weren't working and mashing them together okay so I mean I ask you this do you think it'd be would you like the song more if it was the last song Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. I don't think I would. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know it's supposed to tie together with the first track somewhere now. It's supposed to be that kind of it It uh, ends how it began, mm-hmm. you know, with the same riff and the same kind of reprise. But then they added this next song, didn't they? Last minute. Was and it last by minute? They, by they, I mean he. Because <laughs> Billy Joe made this decision. Because he's in that movie. Track 12, Ordinary World. And this is the final track on Revolution Radio. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as you said, this was writ- Billy wrote this as a ballad for his movie of the same name. Mm-hmm. Ordinary World, which you can expect us to review uh, upcoming on our Green Day Cinema Masters series. Mm-hmm. Billy's debut as a protagonist in the film, very exciting. And it's kind of about a punk rocker who failed, and it, people have kind of described it as it, it, it's where Billy would be if Green Day never made it. Right. So right. that's it's kind of fun. And so the director, Lee Kirk, asked Billy to write some songs that were that from that perspective, from a, a character. So I've heard this song criticized for kind of being, it's not a real Green Day song. Okay. You know, it was uh-huh. written by Billy for a movie, uh, in the headspace of a character that he's playing in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and Trey weren't involved at all. Okay. And, and you know, it was already being released with the film. So why put it on here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And, but I, and, and I mean, and I guess to answer that question, uh, the story is Billy really liked it. He really liked Ordinary World and decided wanted to put it on the end of the album. He thought it was great. So fair enough. There you go. Yeah. So fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't know any of this backstory. So um, coming into it with that, I I actually really like this song. Um, it's one of my favorites on this album. I think it's oh. very simple, very easygoing, very pleasant to listen to, and I actually think it's a good closer. I think it's a, definitely a better closer than. Uh, forever now would be. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say about it other than I, I think it's just nice to listen to. It makes me like relaxed and like, 
don't know. I could fall asleep to this song. Oh, well, it, it, you're right. It is nice. It's a very pleasant song. It, it kind of reminds. I think it's much better than Amy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the trilogy, but it was kind of similar right. to where I was saying like that was a nice, passable uh, song with just Billy and his guitar. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it worked at the end of the album. Amy, I had my own issues with. Otherwise, than that, I, I, I think right, right. To defend forever now as a closer, I just think that wraps up the arc that the album is trying to tell. Okay, and yeah, even I indicated. Get that even indicated by them adding this last minute from the movie. This isn't really part of the arc of the album, if you will. But I agree with you. It's Mm -hmm. a very pleasant song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I I get your argument. I guess I just, I never got very um, attached to the quote-unquote arc of this album. So that's that's maybe maybe part of it. I'm with you completely. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) There's not really an arc that much at all. So I'm with you there. Yeah, Ordinary World uh, is kind of a callback to Extraordinary Girl a little mm-hmm. bit from American Idiot because the mm-hmm. opening lyrics of that song are she's an extraordinary girl in an ordinary world. We don't have much, but what we have is more than enough in yeah. an ordinary world. And that's very sweet, actually. That's I love pleasant, that. Yeah, that's a very cute I line, feel that. I think. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact about this is that the director had asked him to write several of these songs to be guitar ballads for the album. One of the mm-hmm. first ones, Billy said that there was a couple strikeouts. One of the strikeouts was the song Outlaws, which <gasps> appears earlier on the album. How is that a strikeout? Not a strikeout. I guess the director just didn't think it summed up the character for the movie. Okay, of course, because fair it's enough. a love letter to Mike Dirnt, right? So how <laughs> Of course, it? of course, yeah. That's what I, I love. That, that was not written in character. That's just Billy saying, I love you, dude. <laughs> but that's, that's interesting uh, that that's where Outlaws that's, were yeah, that's, birthed out that's, of. Definitely, that's good to know. Yeah, um, I actually have not seen Ordinary World though, so I, I yeah, I feel like I can't really uh, have a, a fully formed opinion on this quite yet. So yeah, I, I don't know either. All I know is it used to be called Geezer. Oh, and it was called oh. Geezer at a at a film festival, and I think that is probably a better name for it. And that's a great Green Day word, Geezer. Yeah, yeah. But it was changed to Ordinary World, I guess, because they liked this song so much. Hmm. You know, I, or maybe it was more marketable. Who the fuck knows? But yeah, uh, both maybe. Billy said about the song. This is the last thing I'll say about the whole album. But I think it's actually very sweet. He said, "I think of this song as an extension of 2,000 Light Years Away, 20 something years apart." That's the wow. parody title. Uh, uh-huh. I value my relationship so much. I'm very deeply connected to Adrian, and I'm very deeply connected to Green Day. People asking me like. Why do you maintain these relationships for so long? And I say, I don't know. Roots matter to me. Huh. So, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's just kind of the, the attitude he's coming out with. And I think it, it yeah. we can see that through the people he works with, not just Mike and Trey. That's a good also point, Jason, actually. You know, Caballos. Bill Heimer. A whole, you know, Samuel Bear. God fuck him. They, yeah, there's just a whole whole group of people, you know, it's the Green Day family, and I appreciate that. I, Billy has that mindset. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I'd never really thought about it that explicitly, but but you're definitely right. And yeah, and my man, that kind of does it, doesn't it? That does it. That does it. I came okay. I came away from this album actually feeling a lot better than I thought I was. Now that we've we've finished up here. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, because I I know that you don't like this one that much. No, it's actually one of my least favorite ones. I mean, yeah. even with this greater appreciation it's probably still one of my least favorite green day albums yeah i'm not i'm not crazy about it but i 
I do like it. I think more than some people for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think the middle section's pretty fucking good, actually. I agree. But, I agree. But uh, yeah, let's get let's get into our thoughts here. Uh, yeah. What would you cut? What would you keep? And how is it held up? Hell yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Do you want to do this together here? Yeah. Let's go through. Okay. So somewhere, somewhere now. now. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would cut it. I oh, I'd cut it so hard. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Track two, bang bang. I would keep uh, personally. Cut it. That's that hurts me, but that's okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We have freedom of speech in this country, and I I just have to take that that he said yeah. that to me just now. Yep. Even though I want to rip his face off because Bang Bang's <laughs> a dope single. That's fine. <laughs> All right. The the other single, Revolution Radio, track three. Definitely cut it. Definitely I cut would it. cut it. I have grown more fond of it recently, but yeah, I'd still I'd still cut it. <laughs> <laughs> track Ouch. four, say goodbye. Um I think I'll probably cut it, even though I kind of like oh, it. Oh, really? Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd keep that one for sure. Yeah, no, I think I'd still cut that one. What Sadly. about Outlaws? Track I'll five. keep that, of course, definitely. Yes, I love that song. I agree. I yeah. think Outlaws is good. Track mm-hmm. six, Bouncing Off the Wall. Uh, okay, I'd keep it. You I know. I, it's it's on the fence. It's on the fence. On the I fence? would you're on probably the would cut it, though. <laughs> oh, God, you're crazy. Okay, I'm that's sorry. just wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me, you're going to cut track seven, Still Breathing. No, don't say that. I okay. would never cut Still Breathing. Okay, good, because um, neither would I. I think Still Breathing is fantastic. It might yeah. be one of the best. It's maybe the best song on the album. I think it's arguably, yeah. That and Outlaws, yeah. actually. Um, well, what about track eight, Youngblood? Ooh, that one's up there too, actually. Youngblood's really good. I'll keep that for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, up until maybe last year or, or so, I would have said cut Youngblood, but I've oh. actually really turned around on that song. Huh, okay. Because um, it's so catchy. I don't know. I like it. It I'm is in, I'm so catchy. It. I like yeah. it. So yeah, I keep I keep Youngblood. I think you know I would keep track nine, Too Dumb to Die. What, what about yeah. you? I think I'll keep it too, actually. I, I dig I think, it overall. I think yeah. Too Dumb to Die is actually, I think it's probably maybe my second favorite on the album. It's, it's wow. dope. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, track mm-hmm. 10, Troubled Times. Uh, I think I'd probably cut it. I, I, don't, I don't hate it, but I don't really think it's valuable. All right. Well, yeah. you know, you heard it here first, folks. Colin Brady doesn't think the uh, Black Lives Matter uh it's valuable oh shit oh come no, on. no no what was it it wasn't that it was the uh it was terrorism oh is that that one all right okay i guess you're a pro-trumper and pro-terrorism or something oh i don't know God. you heard it here folks <laughs> colin brady thinks that we're not living in troubled times he thinks everything's great <laughs> I, I i would that is to say i would not cut it <laughs> is that so is that is so? that is that is so because i do believe okay. we're in troubled times um oh, okay. we'll probably split on this one. I, I would keep forever now oh you would i kind of thought yeah. you were gonna cut it too no i'm I'm definitely cutting it oh damn I, yeah. I would keep it for my name is billy and i'm freaking out that makes it all that's the it whole me. reason come yeah. on i love it that's terrible that's a terrible reason he could put that line in any song you know and then we could just trash this one yeah and he did he put it in this song what if he put <laughs> it in, what if he put it in a song on father of all would you then uh, we'll, cut the hey, song? Hey, 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 we'll get to that next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, track 12, the last one here, Ordinary World. Definitely keep it. You know, again, I've, I, yeah, I, I wish 
maybe it was earlier in the album. I don't know if I'd mm-hmm. put it last, but I yeah, I would keep it for sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's 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 a sweet song. Billy's good at writing those sweet acoustic songs. He is, he is. I don't know why he doesn't doesn't do it more, you know? It seems like he could Anyway, it doesn't matter. But we'll talk about that next week. Um so <laughs> <laughs> So that was Revolution Radio. Yeah, la- last thing I'll say, just kind of in observance, as we we close down, what Colin and I have known as gr- to be Green Day for this the majority of this podcast. You know, mm-hmm. the new album just came out, but we have been living in a world without it for most of this show. True. Uh, true. So this kind of is it's the a end sad of world. Yeah, and at the end of the at least the Green Day as we knew it. <clears throat> now we're in uncharted territory, but. I think people, I kind of brought it up during the trilogy thing, but there's this kind of idea that there's, you know, Green Day's in in three album chunks and kind of the idea that it's American Idiot, one, two, 21st Century Breakdown, three, Revolution Radio, that it was them kind of trying to recreate that same vibe, if not that same success. And you can feel that they're, they're three albums with very similar color schemes, very similar themes. Yeah. Trying to be political, address the current, you know, uh, the 21st century breakdown. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that I, I kind of said that the trilogy last week, it was it was kind of an anomaly, a little blip yeah. in between this trilogy of albums that they made. Uh, right. Do you agree? I, you know, I never th- thought about it like that. But yeah, yeah. On first thought. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely see what you're saying. I think that makes sense. I mean, but I'm I'm just I guess I'm trying to think back on prior to American Idiot even. So like you're thinking maybe Warning and Nimrod and Insomniac or something. Well, I would say 1039 Kerplunk lead to Dookie. Yeah. Right? One, yeah, two, yeah, three. Yeah. They're big. Then we've got Insomniac, Nimrod, Warning. Hmm. See, those three I don't think really match up though. I think Insomniac is more of a hard Dookie. And then Nimrod, I, Nim, Nimrod, and Warning, I do think go together. You're you're completely right. By the way, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And Nimrod, and Warning, I think go together. And Warning is in the transition to the American Idiot era. Yeah, yeah. But I think you're right that Insomniac was more a reaction to Dookie than a move forward. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Notwithstanding, you know, numbers don't have to add up all the time. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, there are these <laughs> right, phases right. As, right? in general. In general, yeah. Block off into these chunks, and I think Billy said as much. So too that you know mm-hmm. they've got transitional albums, leading to new phases, new eras of the band, and you, I think it is kind of clear that even you know just in design that there's some connection between these three albums that they're striving for the same thing at least. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Your first cut is the deepest. American Idiots, pure gold. You know that's that Absolutely. will forever be Absolutely. the favorite, the favorite yeah. son. Yeah, but you know, and twenty first century. I, I think we kind of talked about was trying to be American Idiot, but bigger and better, mm-hmm. which is a I think a flawed idea, right? Impossible. You know, yeah. yeah, and that's that big double album, which I think has really, really great songs overall. It does. But it's just yeah. a little unorganized. You know, mm-hmm. a teeny bit. Yeah. And then I this agree. one, which is trying to get back to like the, tw- you know, American Hates 13 tracks. This is 12, kind of getting back to the single album, mm-hmm. political yeah, yeah, messaging, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and trying to have some kind of connectors, some kind of concept running throughout. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I do. I, I agree. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just quality wise. I think that this is, though I don't, I don't absolutely hate this album. I think this album is so much worse than even 21st century breakdown. Like, and I agree. <laughs> okay. 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 Sounds good. I agree. I, agree. <laughs> I, I think the best, I think, uh, still breathing is a fantastic pop rock song. Definitely. You yeah. Know, you know, and I think, I think this proved to people that Billy is still a, or green day or still a force and he's still a formidable songwriter. Mm-hmm. But as an album, I think you're right. It does not hold together in the same way that no, those do. No. Yeah. yeah. So, but, well, but you know, I, I, I'm they glad tried. we got through it. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, tried. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad they tried. I'm glad we tried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so um, much for listening to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. We do so appreciate you being with us on this journey through Green Day's discography. Next week, Colino Boy. Oh boy, it's going to be a big one. I am so excited. And I'm, no, be- I mean, I mean, I'm totally ambivalent about it. Yeah, I have no opinion on it whatsoever. <laughs> But I don't, we're excited. We're excited to talk. This whole show has no, been building up to the new album and, and one way or another. And I certainly feel uh, sometimes both ways. But mm-hmm. we, I'm very excited to discuss what I've been putting in my ear holes. Uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And and so that'll be next week. We'll be talking Father of All Motherfuckers finally. Until then, please follow us on Podomatic.com, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Send us an email on at redundant green day podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, corrections, we'll be getting to all of those in a very special odds and ends episode. Mm-hmm. What is that Twitter, my friend Colin? Uh, that is at green day pod. Um, and that would be green day colon the fuck. No, I you do that. This, you son of I do that over and over and over. Redundant colon the totally original green day podcast um and uh yeah that is at green day pod and i'm I, we'll, i'm i'm gonna be taking photos of all my stupid old merch i'm gonna be trying to be better about getting the twitter stuff out so yeah check that out and uh as always please keep listening to redundant the totally original green day podcast i know that we've got one week left but we've still got some other stuff in the pipeline some other projects that we had to skip for the sake of time that we're going to be circling back to. So expect a lot more from us in the future. In conclusion, I got to say, bombs away. It's just another day. (laughs) Hey, it's just another day of idle threat, Colin. The secret of the day, and I wouldn't sweat it. Everybody's bouncing off the walls. Sound like 2020 to you? I suppose. Sounds like it to me. (laughs) <laughs> All right, folks, remember to keep it on Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. See you soon. Peace. <laughs>